Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asian markets are in the red this morning, shrugging off a night of gains on Wall Street. Tokyo and Seoul are both trading down more than half a percent. Shares of Apple suppliers are doing well, though, after the iPhone maker hit a record high overnight. Markets in Australia and India are on holiday today. Joining me now to break down all the market action is Pan Jingyi, market strategist with IG. Halas, stay with us, at least for sitting in for Ryan, right? How you feeling? Yeah, I was to be here just for- Physically, I won't be here tomorrow to chat with you, right? <laughs> You'll be joining us on the airwaves, yeah. How's it been so far? Um, Really, really fun. I think a huge respect to all these people who wake up really early to prepare all this information for everyone to hear. <laughs> it's lovely to hear. We've loved having you here. All right, we often dive into the big picture themes on this program. Stimulus talks, the Fed, trade wars, and other big topics that are driving markets. And there will always be place for that. But this morning... I want to start with two corporate stories, one in the U.S. and one here in Asia. The first is likely that of a company that many of you probably have never heard of. The second is a famous Chinese tech giant. Both have had such a wild ride in recent days, and their stories could perhaps shine a light on a larger market question. So let's start with the story of GameStop. This really has many observers on Wall Street scratching their heads. GameStop is a loss-making brick-and-mortar video game retailer. Just a few weeks ago, its share price was just 18 US dollars. Today, it's trading at 88, and in intraday action, it hit $160. So, Jingyi, what is the story behind this company's meteoric rise, and shall we say, perhaps fall as well? Yeah, well, so Michelle, this one itself, I think really is a standalone, to be honest. So, so, so what we have seen, uh, obviously, with the reports is that a lot of short sellers, um, were actually, well, you know, the short sellers coming about because of how the, well, the, the, GameStop, as you just mentioned, is a brick and mortar video game retailer. Um, is one that's been well viewed with a very perhaps old fashioned business model. And that altogether has seen to some of this short selling going on. Uh, but in on Monday itself, a lot of these short sellers were actually scrambling to cover their positions. As we know, while short selling by virtue of itself, uh, could see to quite a bit of a fast action in the price, um, as well. And that, you know, this kind of, um, short covering itself has seen to well games stop skyrocketing that 144 percent uh before well um pr- prices actually did come crashing but you know that being said as well this looked like a little bit of this momentum really did come in and once again seem to well game stop prices surging so um i would say there's a lot of perhaps you know speculative activities does actually surround this itself um but you know i won't say that this really is representative of the broad market still if you hang out in chat rooms and reddit <laughs> you'll see that investors and day traders this- are really, <laughs> it's a hot topic, GameStop, today. Uh, some observers have been describing GameStop's volatility as a battle between hedge funds who've been betting against the company and retail investors who are driving its share price higher. In after-hours trade, GameStop currently up more than 15% at $88 US a share. Jingyi, let's turn to our second corporate story now. This is a name most listeners will recognize, Tencent. The Chinese tech giant shares have surged to a record high, topping 700 Hong Kong dollars a share. They finished yesterday at 766. And Tencent's market cap is approaching 1 trillion US dollars. So what is behind Tencent's strong performance, Jingyi? 
Also, Michelle, with Tencent itself, really one of this huge per, uh, huge guy on the Hong Kong um, stock exchange, had really seen this well movement start not just this week, but really from last week as well. That you know things took a bit of an exponential, um, I think, increase in terms of the share price. So there's been quite a lot of this um, well pouring in of this um, flows to the Hong Kong market, and that's really landed on Tencent as well. But of course, as you mentioned yesterday, I think you know it's certainly seen one of this bigger than usual kind of. Um, surge itself. So share prices did actually well see to a double digit percentage increase way above what we have seen the 2 plus percent for the Hang Seng Index. To a large extent, a lot of the bets really did come in particularly for the stock itself but also through a lot of these derivatives as well including options. Um, well, you would say that you know it's a double action of just not people buying a lot of the uh, well poor options but in a way you know offloading some of their bearish bets as well. So in that case, it's into Tencent really surging in terms of prices. One thing to note as well that Tencent just own quite a bit of a share of Kwai Show as well, which is one of the bike dance key um, well uh, competitor who's also going to seek the IPO soon. So I think on that extent, it's really seen to a bit of a headline-driven news as well. Yeah, I'm going to pat myself on the back here. We talked about Kwai Show technology <laughs> IPO on the show yesterday. Yeah. So um, you could chalk that one up to the you heard it first here category. <laughs> Tencent is Quay Show's primary backer. Tencent shares meanwhile trading at nearly 40 times expected earnings. Do you think they are becoming too expensive? Yeah, so well, I, if we look at the price wise in terms of what equities analysts who digs into all this balance sheet income statement are looking at, they are in fact looking at the 12 month target price of $701. And if we compare that to the last close at $760, Six uh, fifty cents. That's actually well lower than where it is trading now. So on that extent itself, I would say that you know definitely if you didn't catch this, this is perhaps not the time to look into it. Um, but that being said, you know your question on whether it's expensive at forty nine point seven five in terms of their price to earnings ratio, you'd be surprised that actually this is just slightly above the historical average for ten cent, and that in, on this extent itself, if earnings does catch up, it would actually suggest that well. PDD, well, with regards to Tencent, the price may well still have a little bit more room to go over the medium term. I have mm. to emphasize the medium term here. Yes. <laughs> the retail frenzy surrounding Tencent and GameStop, two very different companies, has some observers fearing that a market pullback could be near. What do you think? Are you concerned about this? Michelle, this is a great uh, question. And we certainly posed this as well to Vasumin, whom we spoke to earlier as well on the bigger picture. So I think. Yes, I think do I do concur with him as well that certainly there's been quite a bit of liquidity in the market and that's brought people to uh, be concerned at, into as to whether the financial market may have well surged way above to how the economic fundamentals are altogether shaping up because we're still I would say in just really the road to recovery altogether. Um, but my take on this, I think you know, really comes to the fact that you know in the medium term horizon that I would say in the next 6 months to 12 months period we certainly won't be really looking to a lot of central banks including the PBOC who have mentioned as well to pull back some of these support um, I think evidently in the short term prices may see to some adjustments but I think you know the uptrend that we have seen that's been established I don't think that's under threat yet still 
There is one more corporate story in the same vein as Tencent and GameStop that I want to touch on this morning. It's a little-known Chinese company called XD Inc. Now, XD's share price is up about 90% over the past three months. Its owner, a university dropout, by the way, who is now a billionaire, it seems that the company took advantage of a dispute between two better-known beer moths, Huawei and Tencent. Jingyi, what's the story here for XD? Yes, so well, you mentioned Huawei Technologies. They have actually, well, as we know, a phone maker, and they have actually temporarily removed all of Tencent Holdings, uh, which is big, you know, in terms of their gaming um, well, business. And they have removed these apps, um, games from this app store in a dispute over the revenue split. And um, investors, in turn, actually flocked to the likes of ByteDance, you know, backed by t- tap tap so I think you know this a lot of this substitution I think you know having been the case um, mm-hmm. it's been the story and that's into well, XD Inc really coming across it's just really one of those indie firms that people are looking at as well um, but you know bringing back to this point evidently with the Chinese market I think you know there is this kind of speculative element that's been the case and that's been the case for a long time and I think you know what we are seeing at this point of time doesn't perhaps come across as perhaps too much of a surprise as well on the day of corporate news, I have two more headlines I want to explore. We're going to do it game show style. So I name the company and then Jingyi will tell us why it's making the news. Ready, Jingyi? Yeah, let's go. Let's go with Merck. <laughs> so Merck, as we know, has been one of the um, contestants as well in the vaccine making um, race. And what they have actually came out to say is that they are ending their COVID-19 vaccine development after two of their candidates, um, well, they have failed to actually seem to immune responses strong as those that are currently available so they're dropping out um, no safety issues have been highlighted in this case but definitely I think you know they are ending their bid here that's it hands up for them they've abandoned their attempts to make a COVID-19 vaccine so it's Merck Merck will focus instead on therapeutics to treat the deadly virus next up Kimberly Clark now, well, this company is one that's under earnings, um, well, category, and they have actually announced their year in 2020 results and 2021 outlook. So, um, I think, you know, with what we have seen in fourth quarter, they have actually reflected a 6% growth, um, for net sales at 4.8 billion. So it's a bit of a strong reading over there. Full year net sales actually came up to, uh, with a 4% growth. So, um, yep, bit of a positive read. Yep. Huggies and Kleenex make a Kimberly Clark the latest company to report better than expected profits. And its shares rose more than 3% overnight. Back here in Singapore, we have signs that consumer prices are falling. The government, meanwhile, is targeting a big jump in manufacturing. Trade and Industry Minister Chan Chun Singh saying the value of local manufacturing must grow by 50% over the next decade. So, Chingy, how do falling prices and increased manufacturing affect your take on the Singapore market, do you see any new opportunities? So Michelle, um, just breaking this down, in terms of the falling prices, I think that doesn't come across as a surprise here as well, particularly when you're comparing this on a year-on-year basis, um, where we have the Singapore market evidently still in recovery. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, in terms of the focus on the manufacturing value growth, that is something that we've heard really, I think, you know, in terms of manufacturing 2.0, 3.0, I think, you know, all these kind of things that we we have seen it's it's just a continuation of which um, I think my my personal take on this is that the um, interest to seek higher value growth had always been the Singapore strategy, and I don't think that's you know you know 
really changing. Um, but at the same time, I think in terms of how that translates to the Singapore market is definitely a positive sign. But is it going to see to well short term fluctuations in prices? No, I don't think that's the case. Um, largely we still focus on the COVID nineteen recovery, so that's the bigger story. Indeed, let's check in on local stocks now. The Straits Times Index fell more than half a percent yesterday to twenty nine seventy three. How is the SDI doing this morning? Well, so Michelle, I have to say that unfortunately we are suddenly seeing the Singapore index in line with the rest of the region after the choppy US market trade. We have regional indices broadly down. Australia is away for Australia Day, but you have the Nikkei two to five down zero point five percent. The Cosby is steeper one percent. And looking here locally at the Straits Times index, it certainly departed a little bit further from the three thousand level. Um, it's lasting down about twenty three points to two thousand nine hundred fifty. 0.34, which translates to about 0.78%, so 0.7 to 0.8% decline over here. I think suddenly there's been renewed concerns over COVID-19 situation. Uh, but tech stocks certainly faring a little bit better in anticipation of the earnings. Um, so we're going to watch that Microsoft earnings coming today before Apple, Tesla, Facebook, well, go on from Wednesday onwards. Mm, it's going to be a busy week. Thanks for being with us here, Jingyi. Thank you. Senior Market Strategist with IG Panjingi. I'm Michelle Martin, and this is Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.